no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Hey, yo, it's me, Rock. How you doing? You're listening to the Bear Essential Podcast with Fresno A. Dub. Hey, yo, Buckus! Michael, let's get another dub. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we preview the Week 17 matchup against the New York Giants and much, much more. But A. Dub, man, before we get into this episode, today is a pretty tough day for all of us in football. We lost John Madden, a trailblazer, a legend in the game. And then also here locally, we lost Jeff Dickerson, one of the best and most respected beat reporters here in Chicago. Two big losses, man. Um, Madden, I remember just growing up listening to him, man. He was the voice of the NFL, in my opinion. I loved him on the video games, et cetera. And then Jeff, that was just another hard one to take, man. Yeah, I mean, to your point, when it comes to Madden, I mean, we all grew up on not only just the video games, but John Madden and Pat Summerall in the boots. And to me, when you think about John Madden, you think about football. Correct. Legendary coach, A-Dub, tough loss. I mean, like I said, just a tough day. And when you have days like this, it just puts things in perspective for all of us. Life is so, so short. We have to spend more time doing the things that we are passionate about. And we got to slow down with the dumb negative bullshit. Life's too short for all that. If you got petty stuff going on in your life that you're upset about, let that shit go. Life is too short. And negative energy, man, something that none of us uh, need at this point. All positivity, man. But definitely, man, with, with John Madden, that's what I love about him. He did what he loved. And I think all of us should do the same thing. And I wonder what the NFL is going to do to uh, honor him because it has to be something big because, honestly, man, his place in the NFL and what he means to the game, they got to do right by him. So hopefully they spend some time and really think about a really thoughtful way to honor him and his memory. Absolutely. He deserved all the praise, man. And um, I think that will be the right thing for the NFL to do. My last point, audience, before we get in here, I do want to take a couple minutes to talk about Jeff Dickerson. For A-Dub and I as podcasters, we are trying to break into this media game. But when you have a guy like J.D. who was on the Bears beat, one of the most respected guys on the beat, you won't find anyone that had a bad word about him. I remember just listening to him on talk radio, just the professionalism and this, his voice is going to just be missed. When I think about stuff like this, I think about that he's leaving behind an 11-year-old son, a son whose mother passed away a couple years ago from cancer. And now this kid's lost his father as well. And that's why I was saying earlier, A-Dub, that, man, we just got to go into this new year and just take the, the negative, bad energy out of our lives. Like, dude, life's too short. Jeff J.D. was 44 years old. He's no longer with us. Leaves behind a son. Now, this 11-year-old kid has to go through his life without a mom and dad. Now, just think about the type of life that he's going to have. And I know people have been doing GoFundMes for him, which I really love that. At the end of the day, he's, he's without his mother and father. So we all should say a prayer for this kid and really keep him in our thoughts right now because I'm sure he's going through a fucking tough, tough time. We definitely got to keep the kid in prayers. And uh, I know we do. We definitely feel losing your life at 44 years old. And like you said, man, it's so short when we get involved with all the negative stuff that's going on, all the crazy things on Twitter or Facebook or social media that we get involved with. All that stuff we need to put to the side, man, and really think about living. Not think Jeff was a standard one to live. That's something we got to play, again, continue to pay close attention to and hope for the best. But most importantly, that, hey, 
it's best that we do the right thing going forward as us in this new year of trying to be more positive and do the right thing and spend more time with loved ones and all those things that make life worth living. Hey, well said, hey, Dub. And, and for all the men out there, get your colons checked, especially when you're in that 40-year-old range and above. Start taking care of yourselves out there because life happens and it comes at you quick. Very quickly. Well, hey, Dub, let's get into the show. I just wanted to just take some time here and just give some thoughtful words to John Madden and J.D. Definitely going to be missed. But looking ahead here for our preview for the New York Giants, A-Dub, did you see where they have changed the COVID-19 protocol? It went down from the the 10-day window down to five days now. That was a big change, right? Well, so it's for systematic people. And I think, yeah, it is a big change because now it shortens that time that some of these guys will have to be out. So in this matchup here against the Giants, they have quite a few players that may be able to play in this game due to the change that's been made. So the CDC audience, if you guys aren't familiar with it, the isolation period has been reduced from 10 days down to five days. And so in, the, in this matchup, the Giants have uh, a Dory Jackson, their cornerback, Julian Love, their safety, and a John Ross, the receiver, and even their right tackle, Nate Solder. They're all on the reserve COVID list, but due to this reduction in time, A-Dub, these guys may come off the list here this week and be able to play on Sunday. Yeah, that's the benefit of the new change, friends, that they're able to come off that uh, COVID list sooner. So I think that could be a good thing for a lot of teams. One of the things that we all, all of us, I mean, there's not going to be any sort of news flash to anybody that's listening to this show. When it comes to COVID, we're all going to have to learn to live with it. And I think when you see the CDC making this type of guideline change, this has become a way of life, not only just in sports, but in our everyday lives. I mean, think about any of you guys that are listening to the show. You probably know someone that's been affected by this, whether they might have passed, or you probably just know someone that has tested positive for COVID. So just think about how close that is to you. One in every four people are tested positive for COVID. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah, it's very significant, man. And you're going to start seeing other organizations, friends, start to make some changes, as we saw with the NFL, right? It's becoming a way of life, unfortunately. And this is what we've been going through the past couple of years. Speaking of COVID, now the Bears... They've had some pretty good news as of late when it comes to COVID. A-Rob's returning, Jalen Johnson's returning, Tayshawn Gibson, Jesse James, and the Big Dave's boy Ryan All all have returned from COVID. But one thing, though, A-Dub, that was interesting to me was when I heard Allen Robinson speak to the media, he talked about the fact of what the virus did to him and how he lost about 10 pounds, which trying to play football, losing that type of weight and still struggling with the effects of COVID, Boy, that don't bode well for him. Makes you think, are you even ready to play a football game even spend that time off, right? Because it does a lot to your body. So are you ready to take that kind of physical punishment out there, fighting and grinding for yards? And It's tough, man. So I wonder if he can do that. If I were a betting man, I would say that he probably doesn't play on Sunday because just listening to him speak, it just sounded like a guy that's probably not sure of where he is physically right now. Because not right. only the, the weight loss, but you think about the conditioning. You know, he hasn't been able to do any of that. So he's got to test all that out. So honestly, I don't see him playing on Sunday, bro. That's a lot to deal with. You're right. Getting your win back, Chris. That's a whole lot. That wouldn't shock us at all if he doesn't play. And this is one thing, too, that I think a lot of people take lightly. These are world-class athletes, but they depend on their bodies to help these guys make an income. You have everyday people out here that are catching COVID and they never recover their lung capacity. There's people I talk to at the gym and they're like, hey, man, I, I used to run marathons. I barely can run a 5K right now because I caught COVID. So 
when I hear Allen Robinson saying that as a world-class athlete, it really kind of resonated with me. And I'm like, man, I hope that he could get that shit back, you know, whether it's this week or next week, but I want to make sure he's good. Cause he just kind of seemed like he was in a tough place there. I'm glad you share stories, right. About how others have been impacted. Cause I do have several stories I know as well. When you catch COVID man, it can limit you for over a month with him. You can be a world-class, no matter what you are, world-class athlete doesn't matter, man. It impacts you the same way. And A-Rob in that presser, he said, I don't even get sick very often. And when he talked through some of his symptoms, you just, I just saw how that thing just kind of ripped through him. So I know I've had some words about A-Rob as far as him in a Bears uniform, and, and I'll leave those conversations for another day. But in this conversation I'm having with you today, audience, I just hope this guy's okay, not only just physically, but mentally. Because I, like I said, I know a lot of people that have been dealing with this as of late. And the mental part of it, the isolation from other people, that part right there is what is really affecting a lot of people. That mental part, give you all that time to think about what's going on with your health and you think about how to challenge it in a way. So it's like you're really just training your body all over again. And that's what a mental aspect comes from for a guy, like you said, that really uses his body to make money, his skill set, his talent. So yeah, it impacts him more because of that reason. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania, new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. One thing that I do want to say here, just to kind of switch gears, when it comes to the head coach, the media asked him earlier in the week, hey, what are you thinking? (laughs) Are you thinking you're going to be here for the rest of the season? And Matt Nagy said, yeah, he said he envisions that he'll be coaching for the remaining two games. And so, A-Dub, while I wasn't surprised to hear that from Nagy, and I'm also not surprised to know that the ownership probably is not going to move on him until after the season, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because when I think about them waiting to fire him, I wonder, is that the best move? You know what, for me, Perez, it, it never bothered me to let him wait out to, to the end of the season. I thought, you know, normally, you know, uh, for the Bears, I know would love you in a different circumstances than Nagy. It's just that they've always waited to the end of the year for the most part. And I think with waiting, it doesn't really hurt anything. We got two more games left. What's more we're going to do within the next two weeks uh, when it comes down to replacing the head coach? So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel you on that one, Adel, but the one part that I've been thinking about as of late is what's the point of keeping the guy around lame duck? Because as I had talked about in our recap episode, we broke down the Seahawks game. You saw how he started veterans on the team that probably should not have been started over the young guys. And 
he's not going to prioritize the future because he knows that he's got no future here in Chicago. So all he's looking to do is self-preservation and trying to win games, which I'm okay with trying to win games, but I also want to balance getting some of these younger guys developed. So that's one part of why I kind of wish that they make the move now. But then also, teams are allowed to start interviewing head coaching candidates. This is important because this gives the Bears potentially a head start on some of these candidates that may be available right now. So that's the only reason why I was kind of looking at it a little differently. Because, like I said, the Bears have never fired a head coach midseason, right? And they're probably not going to do it. But, hey, status quo has got us in this situation here. So it would be interesting to see if they would do something different. But we'll see. Yeah, you made some very good points that getting started with um, interviewing other candidates that they see. But is there any other candidates they see that's suitable right now that will still be on the market that they want to interview, right? Will that person be off the market within these next couple of weeks? You never know. The only other thing that I wonder about that is probably they probably won't fire Nagy now because then that also probably shows who's going to be the GM because the GM is usually the person in charge of interviewing for the head coach. So if Brian Pace's future is in jeopardy as well, the Bears and their ownership group is looking to clean house all the way around, then they may wait to the end of the season and fire Pace and fire Nagy. So that's also another thing that I was thinking about as well. But just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Just also, audience, just something for you guys to kind of think about as we look at this team over the final two games here. What's going to be the future of this team? We know Nagy's all but gone, but what's going to happen with Ryan Pace? Is he going to be here? It makes me wonder what type of decisions are down the pipeline here and also what can we be expected? Because as I mentioned, the development of our younger players, the development of Justin Fields, that's what this is about for me down the stretch here. It's about our younger players developing. Of course, Justin Fields. So are we going to continue to make that progress around that? That's what, we need, what we're looking for. That's the most important thing of all of this, really, moving forward. That's going to be interesting because we really don't know exactly what's going to happen until we see some things happen. I mean, and right now, there's only two coaching vacancies, the Raiders and the Jaguars. So right now, those two organizations are going to have the pick of the litter when it comes to coaching candidates. So we'll definitely see what happens here. But audience, we're going to segue over into this Bears-Giants matchup. Not the sexiest of matchups, as you guys probably already are even thinking about here. But <laughs> nevertheless, I think this is a very winnable game here for the Bears, A-Dub. We did some really good things against the Seahawks. I like what we did on offense. We moved the ball. They had a lot of first downs. On third down, our efficiency was at 50%. We highlighted some of that stuff in the recap episode. We controlled the ball well. And that was the thing that I really enjoyed. No turnovers against Seattle. So that comeback victory we had against them eliminated them from the playoffs, and it was led by Nick Foles. And as I mentioned on that recap episode, I wasn't expecting much from Nick Foles, rightfully so. His season with the Bears last year didn't go so well. Him and Matt Nagy obviously didn't really have the best working relationship. You can still tell there's some friction there between the two of them. Looking at this matchup ahead, I have really, really strong hope that the Bears come out and do what they, that needs to be done. Because, first of all, whether Justin Fields plays or not, fine. I still think that we have the talent on this roster to beat the Giants. But also, that defense. That defense is led by Roquan Smith right now. The guy's proud. I was listening to where they were talking about, I think it was Eddie Jackson that might have said this A-Dub. And he said that, hey, Roquan's been preaching to the defense about continuing to fight, not giving up, and playing for the name of their jersey. And that's what I always talk about. See, the name of the jersey and name of the organization matters more than name on the back of that jersey. You got to play with pride. This organization means something to this fan base, and it should mean something to each one of those guys to strap on that helmet. 
And so when I hear things like that from a Roquan Smith, who is a leader on this team, that's why I have hope that this locker room has stayed together and this locker room is playing for each other. Yeah, that's always great to hear, Fred, and you hear from one of the leaders to pretty much step up and try to hold this team together. Robert Quinn, you know, just goes out there and just ball out too. So it's like, you got these guys up there really, really, really care. They want to do it. They want to go out with a bang. That's big. That's huge. As I had mentioned a second ago when it came to Justin Fields, Matt Nagy doesn't really, he hasn't really provided much insight into what's going to happen with Justin. He said that, hey, Justin's a competitor. He said Justin wants to be out there. But it seems like they're kind of being cautious with him with that ankle. And one of the beat reporters said the other day that he saw Justin Fields walking around in a walking boot. So when you hear that, it's probably a mute point here. And I think that Justin will probably sit this game against Sunday. I feel bad for the kid because that's something I know I'm, I'm repeating myself again about this is that you and I are worried about this kid's health, man. And that's something we've been really harping on. And to see that he got hurt his first season, that's tough. So I hope the kid get well. I believe he'll get well. He'll be fine for us. But it's most important about protecting him going forward, man. You should not have your franchise quarterback go down with these injuries like that. Point blank, I would love to see the continued development for him down the stretch. But if he's got an injury, I'm also okay with them just not risking any further injury because especially with the fact that this kid's taking so much punishment this season, I'm totally okay with that. Even I know he wants to play. Listen, Justin, we know you're a gamer. We know that you're ready. But there's nothing wrong with you letting your body heal up and you just get ready for the the next season, if it comes to that. you know. But as, as far as Sunday is concerned, in my mind, I think that, that Nick Foles will probably get that start because I hear that Andy Dalton is still going to be sidelined as well. Yeah, and I got no problem with Nick Foles. You know why I'm starting prayers. I think, to me, in a limited role, Nick Foles have always done well. As I said before, that last game, I mean, no harm, no foul there. You can see where you had with other guys, but I have no problem to find out how Nick Foles played against Seattle. I'm going to do a good job against the Giants. Well, speaking of the Giants, A-Dub, they have their own quarterback issues as well. <laughs> I kind of teased it on the last episode when I talked about Mike Glennon. That's another one of those Ryan Pace specials. Thank you so much for that one, Ryan Pace. That one (laughs) still fucking hurts. But nevertheless, he's the Giants' problem now. They've had Daniel Jones, who they drafted, who has not panned out. And right now, they're trying to figure out if it's going to be Glennon or if it's going to be Fromm. So their coach came out today and said that he expects for both of those guys to play this week. And he just says it depends on how practice goes. So that kind of gives the Bears some things to think about. They're defensively kind of looking at this matchup of, all right, well, how do we prepare against that? Because we don't know which guy's going to be. Because each quarterback is going to be different. We already know what Mike Glennon is. Mike Glennon is not a very good quarterback. I'm praying that he gets to start. When it comes <laughs> to Fromm, Fromm gives you a little bit something different. Now, he's not a good quarterback as well. But any of you guys that are college football loyalists, you'll remember his time in Georgia. He was a winning quarterback, made winning plays. So he's got some intangibles there. And I think Jake Perez is trying to establish himself, right? Like, look, I think I can play in this league where you feel like he has more to prove. But yeah, Jake Fromm is probably the one you probably think about. We think about those two who might be the most dangerous. Doesn't say much because they're both trash. Because right. Jake Fromm, <laughs> when, he, when he started the game last week, things didn't go so well for him. And then Mike Lennon ended up playing and he didn't do well. So it was just an awful game. And, and honestly... I'm not even here to try to clown the Giants because we got our own issues here. I'm just glad that we got this matchup on the calendar because I feel really good about this game, A-Dub. Yeah, it's always feel, you always feel good when you're going against a team who don't have a good quarterback, right? And that just helps your defense out really well when you have that, who are inaccurate, 
who don't complete throws accurately, who don't make accurate throws. I mean, it's just, especially you're under pressure. So, I mean, it helps the Bears big time in this game. Well, and the reason why I'm really excited about the matchup here is that from a scoring standpoint, the Giants just don't score. Fromm only had 25 yards against the Eagles last week. And for any of our fantasy football players out there, if you started that Philadelphia Eagles defense, you probably doing really well for yourself because that shit was awful what the Giants put out there this week. So looking at this game, that's one issue there that the Giants have. But the second piece is when it comes to Saquon Barkley. The last time we saw Saquon Barkley in Soldier Field is when he ripped up his knee. Saquon has not been the same player since he suffered that injury at Soldier Field. Even this season, you look at him. He looks like a shell of himself. He's still trying to figure himself out out there on the field. And it's a shame because the guy is such a talented player. You can just tell that he's not there physically or mentally or wherever it may be, but he's not the same player right now. You can see his burst doesn't look the same. He looks vulnerable out there, man. So I feel bad for him in a way because I was a fan of him in general. Now, all of a sudden, to see what he's turned into right now, that sucks big time for a player like him. Not only was he still dealing with probably the mental effects of that knee injury, but he also had an ankle injury that he suffered as well. So there's just been a lot of setbacks that he's had here in his young career. Also, it doesn't help the fact that he's on the Giants and he's in that awful offense. So not only do I feel bad for the things that he's had to deal with health-wise, I just feel bad that he's in such an awful situation there in New York. Yeah, it is a bad situation. We just don't know where that franchise is going to go uh, in the future. So it sucks for him. And I kind of wondered if the Giants had even thought about privately shutting him down for the remainder of the season because they're not going anywhere. And just how we were talking about with Justin Fields, hey, the long-term health is what matters more sometimes than trying to eke out a couple of wins down the stretch. So if I'm the Giants, what's the point of him playing the last two weeks of the season? Get him right. From a health standpoint, doesn't make a difference. Just let Booker go ahead and just start for these next couple games. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, audience, before we get out of here, we're going to give you guys some keys to victory to beat the Giants, and we're going to give our final score prediction. So my first key, audience, is we got to feed Montgomery and Herbert. Now, we always talk about the Bears need to run the football more. Of course, David Montgomery is the centerpiece of this offense, but I would like to see them utilize Khalil Herbert a little bit more. I know that's probably tough because you want to see Montgomery get 20 carries a game, but I think that Khalil Herbert should get about five to 10 carries, get him involved more in this ball game because I think one of the biggest ways to beat the Giants is to pound the football on the ground, control the clock. But then also, my second key A-dub is on special teams. I think this is going to be another advantage that we're going to have as far as field position goes and also winning that battle, return yards, whether it's Herbert in the kick return game, whether it's Daz Newsome on punt returns. We have to win the field position battle here. And one of the things that I really love that I heard that came out of some of the media time with the players this week was Darnell Mooney talked about what Daz Newsom says when he breaks down the part routine huddle. He says something along the lines of uh, to the crib on three, to the crib on me. And I love that because that's like that attitude that he's bringing from college when that guy was taking it to the house. You saw when he had that opportunity in the last game, he broke off that nice 30-yard return. So pound the football with Montgomery and Herbert, win the battle on special teams, and I would love to see Newsom take one back this week. Great keys, man. Keys this game here was about the Bears' defensive line on that right side exploiting Bill Price, Will Hernandez. They bring back Nate Solder, so what? He hasn't been playing that great this season either. I think it's a good game for Roquan Smith to really get in there, man, and break, break havoc because, as you know, this Giants team just can't throw the football well. So why not put pressure out there, get some turnovers? That's a really good key when it comes to Solder. 
while he hasn't had the best season, I mean, the guy still has a really good pedigree there. He's a solid guy in the league. But however, those other two guys that you mentioned on that line, I definitely see an opportunity for Gibson to tear those dudes up. <laughs> so it's going to be really imperative to make sure that, that Gibson's ready because I think that that's a really good key, Doug, because that right there defensively, getting that pressure on Glennon or from, that just helps us out even more so in this matchup when you got two quarterbacks back there that we both said are inefficient. Well, let's fucking put some pressure on them. And if it's Glennon, we know that he doesn't have the ability to escape the pocket. So Robert Quinn, he should break that team record here in yep. this game today. If not reach 20 sacks, I see a lot of pressure going <laughs> on the quarterback, especially if Mike Glennon is the quarterback on, on Sunday. Seriously, we see Mike Glennon out there, man. That's just blood out there. Let's go get it. Man. We got to be a shark out there. We see him. Blood in the water, baby. <laughs> Let's get him. All right, my final score prediction, A-Dub, Bears 21, the Giants 16. Now, the early line from DraftKings on this game was the Bears are a six-point home favorite. So in this matchup, even though I know, I, in my mind, I know the Bears are going to win this game, I don't necessarily know if they're going to cover that six-point spread. And the reason why, audience, you guys are not new here is because of Matthew. That's the only reason why I don't think we're going to cover that spread, but we will definitely <laughs> win that ball game, A-Dub. I got my predictions at 28-20. Bears get the victory. All right, well, hey, so listen, we'll see what happens there. But A-Dub and I both have the Bears winning this ball game. And audience, as we talked about on our recap episode, the Giants right now have two picks within the top 10, their own pick and then our pick from we traded up to get Justin Fields. So let's fucking win this game and let's make that pick Lower and lower and lower. That is what I want. Fuck the Giants. Let's beat them. On behalf of the Bear Central's podcast, we would like to wish you all a very happy and prosperous new year. Rest in peace, John Madden and JD. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sentence. You can find this show wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your continued support and for making this a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. As always, Bears Nation, come down with us.